Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Partners and members and students and friends in the 50 states, we love you also and uh, just cherish and value your commitment to God. The Holy Scriptures declare, for you are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he has before ordained that you should walk in them. Now I want you to notice you are his workmanship. And so allegorically, metaphorically, if we look at God as the master artist, he's working on his... um, greatest creation let us make man in our image how many of us would agree that's the greatest creation it's quiet in here so if we are his workmanship then his ability to work is only hindered by our resistance to what he's doing because we're taught to depend upon what we can make out of ourselves, how far we can take ourselves rather than how we can surrender to the maker that not only makes us, but describes us. You see, people have a hard time accepting the description of God of them. And uh, they actually tend to be suspicious Of any news that's good. I'm I'm just going to take my time. Because some of you are looking at me like I'm talking about somebody else. I'm talking about you, you insistent thing. You insist on staying where you are, but you pray for God to change things. God is more interested in changing you than changing things. When he changes you, you'll stand up and you'll tell that thing called a mountain or that thing called an opposition or that thing called Goliath or that thing called Gadarean. Get out of my way, God. God. 
God has changed me. <laughs> God is changing me. And so suspicious of what? Good news. What is the good news? We are his workmanship. Now how many of us will lift our hand and shout because you believe that that is the sacred scriptures? Okay, so if you and I are his workmanship, and that's beyond contestation, then we have to conclude that we are not his finished workmanship. You, you cannot say God is finished making you what he called you. So you are his workmanship. But this is not all he's making you. So there's going to come word by the spirit that brings the faith of the spirit. The good news of the gospel for you to believe about yourself what Christ qualified you for by shedding his own blood to redeem you from deficiencies that used to bind you and liberate you to the salvation that he has called you. You are his workmanship. He is not finished with you. You are going to be changed for the better by the power of his internal working to the times we're living in now are not coming from the stratosphere. They're coming from the indwelling. When God, when God illuminates you into what you have been called and you have been planted to be and you're more convinced internally that he is greater than what you are facing externally that the one on the inside is greater than the one that is against you then your light dispels repels the darkness so for we are his workmanship and, and you got that daughter didn't you we are his workmanship and um, created in Christ Jesus unto what now wait I'm going to come back to good works Hit someone and say, good works. Hit someone else and say, good works. Now hit two people at the same time and say, good works. Okay. Now, now, now listen. Which he hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In them what? In them good works. Huh? All right, let's define good works according to God. 
How many of you believe that this is our supernatural manual? You see, everybody just says, well, all you need is a Bible, just read your Bible. But then they don't believe what they read. They, 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 don't, they don't attach themselves to the original definition of what was written by the living apostles and disciples of the Lord who refused to give an inch to the devil. But we took the world from the Caesars and from the monarch, from the pagans and from the warlocks, from the witches and from the sorcerers. At the threat of death, we stood and refused to deny the Lord our King and... generation is not historic there is a re reignition of the power of the living word happening in you today glory be to God hallelujah glory to God you know I, I'm going to take my time today I'm going to take my time today. Do you remember where we're at? Good works. I'm take my time today. Family. Genes run in families. Certain genes run in families. And certain attributes run in tribes, peoples, and nations. Certain attributes. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. People say, well, that's my German coming out or that's my whatever coming out. Huh? That's the truth. And they say, well, this is how my family is and this is how whatever is. And, and what happens is... Someone else just says, oh, I get it. I tell you by the Holy Ghost, your Christian is going to come out. Your dead man raising, mountain moving, miracle working, God pleasing power is going to come out. Reveal him to (laughs) glory to God. Hallelujah. And I said, what in the world's happening? And you're gonna say, it's my first century coming out. It's it's what it's my upper room coming out. It's the fire of the Holy Ghost manifesting, it's the miraculous power of God taking place. I don't care what our so-called denomination is. My God, it all adds up. You got that, Daniel. Some people is just... I don't care what our denomination is. It all adds up. A million dollars, still a million dollars. If it's made up out of one dollar bills, just as it is. If it's made out of a hundred dollar bills, the same with a billion or a trillion or anything else. But take more room, but it all adds up. I don't care what your denomination is. There is no name that will make the Holy Ghost or the Word of God exempt from blessing. 
blessing your life, raising you into your call, and changing you. And if you already know that, good for you, you've arrived. I'm glad you're happy with yourself. I'm glad this is as far as you're going to go. But if you're not as far as you're going to go, and you're not happy totally with where you are, you believe there's more for you in God. Jump up to your feet and let the world hear you today. Give someone a high five real quick. I want to hear them. You know, two fives are a ten. I told you it adds up. So, so, so the Lord said, you... Now, now I'm, 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 I'm quoting red letters. Ye, <laughs> you know, ye, if we wanted to King James it. Uh, ye are the light. Notice the personal pronoun. Not you are light. You know, we have a saying, not everything that glitters. (laughs) 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 Dr. Patrick, run up here. Not, now, 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 our, our beautiful student and son and minister, apostle doctor from Nigeria. But unrelated, not everything that what? Okay, so many things glitter. And so it's not ye are light. It's not like ye are light. Woo! You know, just we, we have language. We're limited by language. Or... We're unlimited by synonyms. Did you get that, Reverend John? Yeah, I like synonyms. Yeah, I throw out about 10 words that mean the same thing, and somebody catches one and says, Uh huh, I know what you're talking about. I like synonyms. So no, no, not a generic light, not some kind of a glee or glitter. So people say, well, that, there's, that person is a real charismatic person. 
But, but they don't mean in context of what they're saying that that person is charismatically endowed by the charisma gifts of God. They mean that that person is talented in the natural. And that, that's okay if we have to use language according to its handicap. As long as we have the ability to synonym it, whatever language and direction we're going from. So when he says, ye are the light of the world, he is saying you are the Christ of the world. In other words, you are the you are the, someone said, oh, no, no, that sounds like blasphemy. Hold up. Galatians 2 and 20. Paul the apostle says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. We can read it like this. Nevertheless, I, I live, yet not I, but it is the light that lives in me and the life I live by the in, in the flesh I live by the faith of the light the word the son of God that loved me and gave himself for me I am here not to shine for myself or to glee with some kind of a generic light but the light of heaven has been deposited on the inside of me to bear of the Redeemer that has rescued me. Hallelujah. I'm trying to quote the scripture, people. Isn't that true? So ye are what? The light of the world. Let your light so shine. We put, put it together now. Before men or humanity that they may behold your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Evidence that the good works you are called to demonstrate are good works that humanity cannot manufacture. A well-meaning person cannot manufacture a miracle that is beyond themselves. Neither can you manufacture. But if God put the light of power on the inside of you, what will happen through you will cause humanity to lift their hands and glorify your Father which is in heaven because he said he that believes on me the works that I do shall he do also I'm gonna stop we're talking about good works so the original language I'm gonna I'm gonna stop Are, are you following? Are you tracking? 
you see, we do all the other things. We do the giving, we do the feeding, we do the helping, we do, we do the visiting, the visiting. We do all the good Christian things. But they're copied by well-meaning people. People that are well-meaning can go to a certain height. You don't have to be tongue-talking and Bible-believing to um, treat humanity in a kind way. You could be Angelina Jolie or you, bless her heart, her dad is probably a good person. She's probably a great person. She's searching. And one day she's going to run into the light and stop just, you know, gravitating towards any light. You can be Oprah and be good things. And, and, and you can be Oprah and, you know, Oprah, you know, bless her heart. You know, she just, he's, some people call him this, some people call him that. He's light or whatever. But as long as time is ticking, the possibility of running into or have a, a collusion with <laughs> uh, the light, the word, the savior is there. And, and so Jolie or Oprah or anybody else that has been operating and fun functioning on the level of goodness are you listening to me that humanity can do when we're endowed or blessed or we have and we, we we whether it's knowledge or monetary or whatever we can do good things but good those good works can't save us and those good works really can't save the people we're helping we can feed people and they'll get hungry again we can we can wash people and they'll get sweaty and in need of a bath again but but my god there is someone that once you are immersed into his family you become a new creation Amen. So we, we do, we do the, but, but when he, the Lord says, now you, he that believeth, and the original language says not on me, but in me, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Why? Quote it. Say it again. Well, that would make no sense unless we know why. Because I go to the Father, I will send you the comforter. I will send you another comforter. You shall receive power. Why? So that you can do the works you couldn't do. Because the power will change you on the inside. And the power will manifest in your life on the outside. The good work. Hallelujah. For you are his workmanship created in Christ. 
Christ Jesus unto good works which he has before ordained that we should walk in them. Are, are you catching that? Now your promised ability that you have to doubt in order to short circuit. You must doubt it in order to limit it. You're not called to, but you must doubt it in order to limit it. Well, what would make any of us doubt the greater ability? Would you like to know? We're taught. We're taught that the impossible is impossible. And only... We can help ourselves. So when we hear the good news, it sounds like it's not the good news at all. It sounds like somebody got off the deep end. It sounds like we're going too far. We don't want to believe that the Lord can be trusted with us leaning on Him and Him lifting us up to a level of function in this life that embarrasses the enemy, destroys the power of disease and affliction, and sets the captive free. Because faith comes by So as long as I fast fear and doubt and stop listening to losers and excuses and start listening to God and the promise, then I'll allow him to change me, mold me, and make me what he's called me to be. Now begin to believe the power. Yet not I, but it's Christ who lives in me. Yet not I, but the grace of God working in me. Glory, exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. My God. Hallelujah. All right, let me stop. I know, I know some of us think I'm preaching. I'm not preaching. Well, Dr. Harfush, you know, you have to go through some stuff and sometimes you have to go through some stuff. Listen, forget that. We all go through. Forget that. How do you come out of the furnace? come out of the furnace? Do you come out stinking like smoke? Do you come out scathed and burning? Do you come out running and quitting? How do you come out of the furnace? And so I just have to, I have to, I, I have to help you. So somebody said, well, we, uh, yeah, let me ask you another question. Why were you put in the furnace in the first place? Some people deserve the furnace. The world deserves the furnace. The believer defies the furnace. The believer doesn't have to go to the furnace. If the believer will become an idolater and bow to the wrong God. But if the believer refuses to bow, refuses to lie, but will declare it like it is, you might find yourself walking through some fire, but be of good cheer. Somebody walking in there in you and with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Junior? <laughs> listen, uh, uh, Carol, listen. Uh, be sober, vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. Quote it. Come on, Bishop Cindy. C- quote it. Goeth about seeking whom he may devour. Is he only seeking Christians? Or is the devil willing to devour fair game all the way across the board? He's no respecter of prey. He'll, he'll devour anybody that'll let him. So, doctor, did Daniel have to get in the lion's den? No, he didn't really have to. All he had to do was not pray. Definitely not open his door and go out and kneel down in public and pray when there has been a constitutional law put in place that says for this long it, 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 prayer to any other God is forbidden. The enemy in the world today wants the church to act like it's acting the way it is because it wants to. And yet the church is acting the way it is because it's afraid of the furnace and the lion's den. And it's time to get up and respect the God that called you, that fear the devil that opposes you. Somebody jump up and praise the king today. to you the enemy's mouth will be shut you will be preserved you will not be touched you will not be harmed you will walk through it victorious and come out of it triumphant glory 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 hallelujah for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto not unto whatever unto good works which he has before ordained that we should walk in them so basically we are created in Christ Jesus for the purpose of allowing him to work through us the works of God do you see that not only no 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 notice you are what his workmanship there's something in you greater than has been told you let me let me rephrase that there's someone in you greater than what you used to be or who you used to be or 
what you inherited in the natural. You have been born from the source. You have been born again. You have become a new creation. There is someone in you that does not know how to bow, does not know how to fail, does not know how to quit, does not know how to lose. Someone at this uh, isn't. Am I talking the truth? Yes. How many of us will believe with a, with a shout of yes, real quick? Yes. That I haven't even started teaching. <laughs> I'm trying to quote that one portion of scripture: "Good works, good works," and that's why we touched on the beautiful people in the world that want to do good things. And we, could, we, we named a couple, but we, we don't know how to name all of them. That may be philanthropists for the right reason. Some people are not into doing good things and humanitarian things for the right reason. But, but some people are really for the right reason. They have sympathy. They have empathy for the, for the world. And they're doing what they can within their ability. Does that make sense? But that's not what the scripture is talking about. It's not limiting you and I to our ability. It's saying, it's defining whose workmanship we are. And it's talking about the works or the good works that we were, we were created unto good works. And, and those good works are the works that are um, the light, the result of the light. And let me prove that to you real quick. Jesus walking with, the, with, with some of his apostle disciples. And there's a uh, blind man sitting at the side of the road. Um, and they say, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind. He said, neither has this man sinned nor his parents. Watch this. But so that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must do the works of him that sent me while it is light. The night cometh when no man can work as long as I'm in the world. I am the light of the world. And he walks up, starts spitting on the ground. <laughs> and he, he spits enough to make clay. And he takes it and he walks over to blind men and he somewhere and he rubs it on the blind man's eyes and he said, go wash in the pool that is called apostolic. That's the pool called sent. In the original Aramaic language, go to the pool of the sent one. I'm sending you to what I have sent. Go wash there. You're not going to come back the same. Go to IMI. You're not going to come back the same. Go to SCF. You're not going to come back the same. Go to SCD. You're not going to come He comes back seeing. Okay. Now, I'll stop there because the story goes on, excommunication and everything, right? The guy's kicked out, and Jesus appears to him and said, Do you believe on the Son of God? He said, Who is he? He said, uh, You know, but I won't go there. Right? Because you know that. Don't you know that? So, as long as I'm in the world, he said, I'm the light of the world. Now let me ask you this. Is Christ the king 
of the universe, the, the word that is upholding all things by his power, that is resident in his body and with his people through his omnipresence by the spirit still in the world today or has he been kicked out of the world by the enemy is Christ in the world today shout it like you believe it then he is still the light of the world and as long as I'm in I must work the works of him that sent me if the light is in you then there are excuses and lies are to stop you from functioning in the works of the one that sent you you're going to prosper according to the one that sent you you're going to walk according to the one that sent you praise according to the one that sent you worship according to the one that sent you So he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Glory be to God. He, isn't that right? Is that enough on good works? Come on, people. Let us sing the song, praise and worship, all right now, hey, hey, tell your mama, tell your pa, I was blind until I saw right now. Hey, hey, all right. Help me, Jesus. Somebody says, I have never. Yeah, I know. But we are whose workmanship? Shout it. Ready? Shout it. One more time. Okay, so he's the master artist. He's the master maker. He does not make average. If, If we're average, he's not finished. (laughs) glory to God hallelujah Uh, uh, I need to stop see see, if if we're average he's not finished if we're good he's not finished if we're perfected he's he's not finished if we're excellent in him and through him he's still not finished are you, every day a, a, a newness of his reality is necessary just like every day waking up is necessary sometimes you have to set your alarm 
And you have to discipline yourself not to hit snooze. And you know, I know when people come to my meeting, I know who hit their, their alarm and I know who keeps hitting snooze. You hit snooze on Monday and Tuesday. Every time God says, now you hit snooze. I'm going to take your alarm away. Come in with a bucket of water. And hit you with it. Who do you think you are that you can resist God's call to be as he is? Resist Christ as he is. So are we in this world. But ain't nobody gonna know. As he is, so are we. But we refuse to show it. Based on what? Based on what? What argument? What context? What foundation? What legal right do you have? Do you have? Do we have to insist on being we according to we or according to them? And not we according to him. Somebody needs to smash the clock that is not loud enough to wake you and you need to rise up to being as he is. You are his workmanship, not your workmanship. You're not self-made. You're God-made. You're word-made. You're spirit-made. My God, he is working on you. He is changing you. He is reforming you. He is transforming you, healing you, empowering you, energizing you, and transforming you. Ma, 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 ma. Glory, 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 glory. Well, lift your hands and shout like you never shouted in your life. Amen. All right, just for the sake of um, reminding you, every one of us, we are born of God. Every one of us is supernatural. Well, what does that mean? Nothing we do is limited to the natural if we do it co-laboring. That word co is very important uh, because there is really no mission for the church. There is a great co-mission. <laughs> a mission without his co is just gonna... But co-mission, that means a mission with co-partnership with God. We get God's results on our mission or missionary 
journey in, in life. Our entire life is a missionary journey. Praise God. We're a magnet for divine success. We draw people into the right path. We take them out of the dunghill. We take them out of the ditch. We take them out of the prison house. We take them out of the addictions. We take them out of the miry clay. And we bring them into the place of liberation and liberty. Because we're magnets for God. Co-laboring together with Him. So nothing we do, nothing we do is limited to what? The natural. Now how many of you here, you're baptized into the Almighty Holy Spirit? Lift your hands and just use your heavenly language. See, you don't even pray limited to the natural. You don't even pray limited to the natural. You don't even praise limited to the natural. You don't even, you, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about you has been radically infused with the supernatural ability of God. Hallelujah. Praying beyond limits, praying beyond borders, praying beyond rational knowledge, praying and getting answers by the burden lifting and somebody across the world was either raised from the dead or was redeemed from being terminally ill by the power of God or whatever the case might be. A war was won by the right people because somebody was praying in the prayer closet. There is nothing natural Nothing, nothing. Right? So, supernatural works. Works of God. Good works. God works. Are done how? What must we do that we may work the work of God? Well, this is the work of God that you may believe on Him. Whom he has sent. Well, what happens when I believe on him whom he has sent? Well, then I accept him whom he has sent. I've done that. Have you done that? Yes. No, shout it. Yes. yes. Hurry up now. There's an anointing on me. I'm just too fired up. I'm a, I, I just, too fired up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, what happens? Well, you become a new creation. Well, whose creation are you? You are. <laughs> you are born of incorruptible seed. Not of corruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. You're born of God. Hallelujah. You're born again. You're born anew. You're a new creation. Amen. But then he starts working in you. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto. There is an unto you're going to. There is an unto you have not seen all of. There is an unto that you have an appointment with. My God, there is an unto for this generation. There is an unto that will answer the problem. 
problems of this world and the wickedness of demonic spirits. There is an unto that has been vested in the body of Christ, the church of the living God. He's riding as fast as he can. for this world will grow in you and come forth through you just as sure as you stand here in his presence he's not coming for a deficient church he will make you sufficient through him before he comes for you and in that time the unto you're called to will be the two you have you will Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you more. See, I, I, I just had to do that. I, I love you. Isn't that right? So when we receive him, what must we do that we might work the works of God? Well, this is the work of God, that you might believe on him in whom I have sent. What is he saying? He's saying you can't do the works of God unless he makes you. You have to be his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto. If you're not his workmanship, there's no unto for you. But if you're his workmanship, if he started something on the inside of you, what God has begun, he will continue. Hey, hey, what he started, he will finish. This is the work of God that you might believe on him whom he has sent. What does that mean? The work of God is you. This is the work of God that you might believe. What happens when you believe? You are changed. You are the work of God. The reason you can do the work, the reason you can conceive the potential of doing the works that only God can do is because you know that you are not man-made. You are God-made. Somebody needs to shout in this place. Jump up and let out the greatest shout of praise that ever ascended out of Pensacola, Florida. 
is you're the work of God. You are the work of God. You are the work of God. So just take it out of park. Take it out of park. Take take the vehicle of your life. Take your walk out of park. My God, let me refuel your tank. E does not stand for enough. When that ding goes off in your tank, don't just keep on running on reserve. My God, don't tell me you got enough. Find a full service place or even a cell and help yourself. Fill the tank of your life with the enablement of God so you can run the race set before you. I need to stop today. By the way, did we did we get that taken care of? The the tank? Okay. See, you know your tank goes ping and then you look, oh, oh I got enough, I got enough. Next thing you know, the rapture is happening and you're on the side of the road. <laughs> Take it out of neutral. Don't let nothing tell you, well, this is just the way you are, and, and this is the way you've brought, been brought up, and these are just the limits you have, and this is just the, 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 the only level of grace God has for you. I'm not talking about being ambitious. I'm not talking about striving. I'm talking about surrender. Surrender to the truth. It doesn't take much, uh, 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 you know, fight to accept good news. Just because you can't find it on the airwaves doesn't mean it's not beaming on the God waves. See, we live in a time when if somebody's not dying and a war is not happening, somebody's not cussing somebody out and somebody's not getting shanked or stabbed, then it's not news. But my God, and, and people run around saying, I don't believe in miracles, I've never seen one. There are millions of miracles walking around planet Earth today. There are miracles in this place that we would have been dead 20 times over had it not been for the Lord on our side. Miracles. So, said, did you get that? We don't pray natural. Wait, wait. He, he did. He gave us prayers. We can pray the word, and we do. And then he gave us. Um, we can pray scripturally, and we do. Right. He gave us petitions. He he gave us supplications. He gave all. The, but then he he also gave us 
prayer that is beyond our intellectual ability, that our understanding is unfruitful. And yet, although our understanding is unfruitful while we're praying, we're building ourselves up on our most holy faith. And while we are doing that, without our our understanding being fruitful, we are building ourselves up on our most holy faith. That means our most holy faith is beyond our understanding. So why should I let my understanding stop me from my most holy faith? I don't have to understand God in order to believe God. Now understanding helps to a particular level. Are you listening to me? But I don't have to understand God. Somebody say, well, you got to understand God. Can you understand all about God? Do you know how in the world or out of the world, in the universe or out of the universe, God is from forever to forever? No, you can't. But you believe it. If God has made what is beyond you, he will take you beyond where you are. Are you getting anything out of this? Well, I'm just going to have to keep, you know, uh, keep, come back tomorrow, come back today, come back tonight, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow, come back Tuesday, come back Wednesday, come back Thursday, come back Friday, come back Sunday, come back Saturday. Actually, I might never leave. (laughs) Believe on him in whom he hath sent. What does that do? Well, we become a new creation. Whose workmanship are we? We are his work. If this is not sound teaching, I don't know where you can get it. And we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has ordained that we should walk in them. Well, what are those good works? Um, uh, your light. Well, are they my light? No, you are the light of the world. They are the light. You're entrusted with the light. So when you shine, your light is the light of the one that lives in you so that people won't glorify you. When they see your good works, they will glorify your Father, which is in heaven. The light of the world. The light of the world that cannot be extinguished. Never has been. Never has been extinguished. Turn with me to the book of Jude. We were there last night. Now always um, refer to this in our first century discipleship time. 
This is interesting uh, stuff, material, and um, of course, God-inspired word, isn't it? And um, he... uh, Stop. (laughs) Beloved, in verse 3, of course, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. That is phenomenal when he is the Lord's brother. And and so you see here, the Lord's brother is now the servant of the Lord. That is a phenomenal recognition. Recognition of the Lord having become, having come and become. Does that make sense? So now relatives are believers. Relations are not familiar. Are not so familiar that they strip the Lord of his impact. Are you listening to me? So you have to resist yourself as a child of God against the argument of familiarity. Which tells you I've been there before, I heard that before, I know that already, etc., etc. Because that argument is not designed to diminish the Lord, it's designed to diminish your results. Are you listening? So you become, you, you become familiar and familiarity uh, ends up robbing you of the anticipation, expectation of that fresh and the new thing. Now you know better than that. But, you know, I'm just saying it for people who are not listening. (laughs) And so he says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation or the salvation we share in common, because it's the most excellent salvation. There's nothing common about salvation. It's shared in our communion and our fellowship together, this salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And as we've heard, um, I believe it was Reverend John, you touched on that um, recently. And um, of course, the Kenneth S. Weiss translation, which is a amplification of the Greek and he's a very very respected Greek scholar he said he talks about the original 
the faith which was once and once and for all delivered to the saints safe keeping now 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 first we did what this is the work of God that we may believe that you may believe on him whom he hath sent so firstly I believe on Christ when I do and I accept him and I confess him believe in his resurrection believing that he died for me and I'm, 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 I'm baptized in his name into his death and raised into his resurrection I, I, I become a new creation but I am now his workmanship he begins fulfilling in me what he has already designed for my life and if I yield and learn, if I let the Spirit and the Word, God, feed my new nature, my new nature will respond to His almighty ability to make me what He cannot fail to make me. So that, so that the better I get, the more credit He gets because the better you get, the more you're certain that you didn't make you better. The more you're certain that he's the one that made you better. So you don't preach you. You preach Christ in you. Are you listening to me? And, and so, so, so he says the, that when I wrote to you about the salvation we share in common. Is he writing to save people? Shout it. Shout like an army. One more time. So when I wrote to you about what the salvation we share in common, it was needful for me to also write to you that you would earnestly, you would vehemently, you would diligently, those are synonyms, diligently, you would discipline yourself to pursue keeping the purity, keeping the power, and keeping conscious of the faith not faith the faith hit someone and hit someone and say faith is a person the faith we having the same spirit not spirits the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believe and that is why I have spoken we also believe and that is why we speak excuse me I am energized in every part of my being today I'm sorry if my physicality is experiencing a regeneration any minute now you're going to see me at 19 years young preaching the gospel to some people who are on neutral and in part. Lift 
receive that. Your youth is in the, your youth is on you. Your health is on you. Your strength is on you. Your power is in you. Listen, uh, in the last days, perilous times will come. Are we living in the last days? I I can't hear you. But why will perilous times come? Because men or humanity will be lovers of themselves. Proud, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient, truce breakers, having a form of godliness. Denying the power thereof. Yes, I'm a Christian. Denying the power of the works of him that redeemed them. Are you That's why there's dark. But why? Why is there light? Because I will build my church and the gates of hell. Preach. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Just because there are wicked people in the world, the church has an excuse to put on our emergency brake and, you know, pull over to the emergency lane and flash the lights and let all the ungodly wide loads dominate the road. Somebody needs to get up. supernatural way and you pray in a powerful way and you pray in a militant way and you pray in a spiritual way but I'll tell you right now your job my job is to pray and and pray strong pray supernatural and pray with the help of God but then then if all of a sudden boom a thousand fall up over here and ten thousand on my right hand it's not going to shake me up it does not come near me. Is there anybody here? That... Come on! If I'm not preaching God's word, don't shout. But if I'm preaching God's word, 
pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, regardless of how many of them are there. Just, just go on and multiply. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to participate in the feast table God made for me in your presence. spill on the right and I spill on the left but I'm not worried about running out because fresh oil from heaven is constantly renewing my strength I'm going to stop because some of some of you have heard this before some of you have heard this before just warn you you're warned are you listening to me and there's more warning but I came to tell you something the answer for the days you're living in is the God who's living in you first session or the second session or both sessions? First session? Good, good. That's good. That's the first session and um, I'm still within my um, yeah. Isn't that true? Now we know, we know, we, we know, but you know, there's no disagreement here. America is in bad shape. 
but the entire world is in bad shape. Now, let me ask you this. Who's the salt of the earth? I can't hear you. Who's the light of the world? I can't hear you. One more time. See, see, we are in the middle of a world that needs us so bad and yet does not know it. The same world that's telling you to be quiet, shut up and sit down needs to know that you've been sent by God to answer their problems and remove their dilemmas. You are the answer through the ability of God, his workmanship. So when 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 you when you when you pray when you pray when you say do bande by the power of the Lord who has overcome you devil you will not rule this world by the power of the resurrected Savior and in his name take your hands off my family this nation was built on religion and prayer take your hands off this nation Supernatural works. His, his, hey, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you already know the will of God. It is not his will that any should perish. For God so loved the world and was not willing that any should perish, if you put those verses together, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So today, the perishing taking place in the world, some of it is the byproduct of Christian immovability Christian passivity but I've come to stir up the fire on the inside of you I've come to I've come to stir up the fire on the inside of you lift your hands and and sing sing to the Lord a new song in the middle of a sad world walk in the authority of God in the middle of a fearful generation in one accord for you're a royal priesthood and a holy nation
Dear daughter over here can't 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 get into the row because people are standing up. Uh, uh. Isn't that the sacred scriptures? So he says that that um, you would um, you would. Um, contend earnestly for the faith 
that was once and once and for all delivered to the saints safekeeping or for the safekeeping of the saints so who keeps the faith the saints do uh, who who can let go of the faith or diminish the faith or or doubt the faith the saints do does that make sense but but is it delivered once and once and for all on the god level then anything less than the god level of de- delivering the faith has been affected by the human side instead of al- the human side allowing the faith to affect it and every one of you you're called to better and the doubt is because the news and the training and the teaching and whatever is completely indoctrination to believe um, that news are only relevant if they're bad news and the moment they're good news oh well that sounds too good to be true Does that make sense? So I'm just trying to help people. I'm not saying that you don't go through stuff. We already established the devil is no respecter of prey. But if the stuff you go through always made you better, we'd have a pretty good world. Yeah, you know? How, how, how many massacres, how many world wars, how, how, how many genocides, how many, how many poverties, how much hunger, how much starvation, how much ethnic cleansing, how much suffering has taken place in, in our planet over the thousands upon thousands of years. Down the millennia, if these sufferings were the product of embitterment, we'd be living in a pretty good world right now. How, how, how about just going to the last century? World War I should have made us all better people. And World War I was supposed to be the war to end all wars. And then came World War II. Was there suffering there? So suffering all the way across the board doesn't produce the same result. Believers that understand the lordship of God can turn what they're going through and believe God in the middle of it. But it is not what changed them. They're changed by God who enables them to be sustained in the middle of what they're going through. So it's not one plus one equals saved. Did I kick you in the head? No? How about now? Should I should I stop? No. <clears throat> so um into the saints safekeeping and since I only have a few more minutes we'll quote uh, James the just or James uh, the Lord's brother 
he said he gives grace to the humble. Right? He gives more grace. And he says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And what? Wait, wait, wait. Right? There are three words. Ready? Let's do it like an army. One more time. Okay. Now, does it change dispensationally? Okay. Resist the devil in the first century and he'll run all over planet earth and you'll just change by the, by the third century, the fourth century, you'll just change the whole world. You'll, you, you, you'll, you'll just collapse the Roman empire. You'll, 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 you'll just evangelize the world. You'll put out, you'll put out the uh, temples of Apollo and Diana. You, you'll cast out devils and heal the sick and all that. But then all of a sudden the devils won't flee anymore. You'll resist them, but they won't leave you alone anymore because you're living in different times. Oh, oh, the reason you can't beat the thief you caught in your house is because it's dark. (laughs) See, the Apostle Paul said... Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Sweetheart, gone in sleep. But if you want to wake up, God has sent you a prophet. there's evil in the world but what are we called to cooperate with evil (laughs) go ahead and put me in our take my back choke me out no we're gonna hit evil in the throat even even if it's dark I can feel my way to find where the throat is because if I can if I get my left hand around the back of evil's neck somebody's about to break your opposition's trachea today I got you. I got you. You're not going to have my sheep. You're not going to have my saints. You're going to have my... You're not going to have my students. You're not going to have my generation.
Do you want to have a break or you want to go to next session? Let's vote. Stand up to your feet. Stand up to your feet, everybody. You want a break or you want to go to next session? You ready to go to next session? Put your hands on your spirit. Shout, I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive spirit, an attentive heart, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me today. And I will not leave without it. What I receive today will change my life forever. Now, if you believe that, lift your hands and let the world hear the greatest shout of praise that has ever ascended out of planet Earth. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory be to God forever. Glory be to God forever. Glory, 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 glory. You may be seated. And um, we submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Do what? Resist. resist the devil. We resist him, of course, according to the word of God. Steadfast in the faith. Resist the devil, and he will what? Flee. flee from you. So you know what that definition is. He will flee from you. You know the definition of that. So there's, there has to be a resistance that is biblical, scriptural, right? Resist whom resists steadfastly in the what? In the faith. And then he will do what? Flee from you. In the 21st century? In 2019? In 2020? He will flee from you. It doesn't matter what, what time it is. Or what season it is, he, uh, you will get the same results out of your enemy if you continue to accept the provision of the Lord, your helper. Isn't that good news? Yes. Now, one of your results delay sometimes, and all of us at one point or another in a particular area of petition or need, you might go through delayed results. And we'd be lying if we said that's not true. How many could say that that's happened to you? Let me wave at me. Let me see. Okay. Now, delayed results. Is there anything in the Word of God that teaches me or you that delayed results are grounds for a change of doctrine? Carol, if I teach any better, I will be caught up. (laughs) 
No, delayed results are never grounds for a change of doctrine. If they were, then, then we cannot contend for the faith. And if we cannot, then we cannot even confess the faith was once and once and for all delivered to the saints' safekeeping. We'd have to change the wording of almost everything in the book in order to make it non-relevant to us. So delayed results are not grounds for a change of doctrine. But now on the other hand, how many of us have had immediate results sometimes, supernatural results? Let me see, wave at me with reference to some things. Amen. And so rejoice not because the devils are subject to you. Are you listening to me? And then don't quit because this kind cometh not out but by fasting and prayer. Well, I can't fast, you know, I got whatever. (laughs) I need to stop. Uh, Call somebody that can fast. (laughs) Call the prayer line. Send in your prayer request. Um, here I don't need these empty Don't you just love our helps and, and, and ministry team? Come on and worship team. Let's, let's give the Lord a great... Come on, let's give the Lord a great thank you for the faithfulness of men and women who are willing to serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So... Delayed results are not grounds for a change of doctrine. And uh, and then and then uh, immediate results are not the reason we uh, rejoice. Does that make sense? So he says, if, if we will resist the enemy steadfast in the faith, when you look at the biblical way to resist them, stand. Having done all to stand, stand, right? You put all that together, then you see that it is God's will for the believer to be able to stand, to have the strength to stand, even if we don't have the physical strength to stand temporarily or periodically or whatever. We have the spiritual strength to stand, Even if we don't feel like we have the strength, we can believe we have the strength. And when we believe we have the strength, then we stand according to what we believe and not according to what we feel. And when the devil says it's not working, then we don't believe the devil because he doesn't want you to keep resisting him. Because if you resist him, he will have to flee. Isn't that phenomenal? So, so, um, 
if we, if we take a moment, we've discovered something. The Lord delivered to you and I, first of all, through our born again experience or born from the what? Shout it. Born from the source. Born, born from above. Being buried with him in baptism, raised, and then there's an, a circumcision in the heart, not made with hands. There's a new creation on the inside of you. That's a reality. Are you listening? You can't wait for him, the new man, to operate in you and prove his presence before you believe. Are you listening? That'd be the same like not feeding a baby. No, no, you got to feed the, the, the new creation. And so then when, when you do that and you're born, born of, of, of God, you've received what? The light. Mm-hmm. So the personal pronoun is on the light because the light is the outray of the person. Christ in you. Christ is not who you make him or who I make him. Are you listening to me? Actually, Christ in the Greek is a little bit weak. The original is the Christ. Are you listening to me? Christ is not just an, a, you know, a generic uh, uh, anointing. It's the anointed one. Are you listening? It's the Messiah. It's the smeared one. Glory be to God. He is the one that is more than enough for everyone that will believe on him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we receive the light. And the light is the result, is the answer for the what? What is the antithesis of light? What is the opposite of light? So light is the what? The answer to what? So light is the answer to darkness. So, so the light, the light in you, the Lord in you is the answer. It's God's answer. Thank God forever that he so loved us that he called us. And uh, then he says, um, we saw that um, we received with, in him, we received him and we became his what? Shout that word out loud. Shout it again. So he, he's working in us and he's working with us and he's working on us and he's working through us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. <laughs> now we're, we're his workmanship now are we the sons of God it does not yet appear does not yet appear does not yet appear doesn't change the fact 
Now we are his workmanship created what? Unto what? Would you say good works have been proven to be God works? Would you say the good works are beyond what the human can do? And the result of your your light so shine before men, they glorify your Father which is in heaven? Amen. So now, now, now you are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto God works. Unto the Christ's works. So, so you can say, uh, He is the Christ. Thank you. So people say, wow, you're all that. No, he's all that. But, but how could you do that? It's not me, it's Christ in me. The hope of glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, 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 so can, you, can you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it, Christians? John is is a blessing, isn't he? I have a little time. And I could go in many different directions, but I'll, I'll go straight to the intended purpose and, and try to narrow this down because it's a very strong anointing on me. And, and, uh, but I have, I have time. Amen. I'm so glad you're here. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. I'm glad you're here. I love you. Let's look at First Corinthians, and we're not going to veer off, but we are going to. Verify some things. So Christ died. Of course, we know the Word became flesh. And I don't want to go into much of the FCD intricacies because we have people of different levels, but Christendom, Christianity, foundationally, um, cross-denominationally, whether you are whatever name we come from, if it's really Christian, then the embodiment or the conception and the incarnation of Christ 
the word became flesh or became the man became man but became the man because there's one God and one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus became the man how many believe he's the only man that ever lived sinless how many believe he's the only man that never have had any taste of sin how many of you know he's the only man that never had any any stain of commonality or or or, or he, he he's he's the pure he's the lamb of god and so but when he became fully human he became fully human and continued to be fully divine so he was just as much god as if he was not man, but he was just as much man. That's the best definition we can come up with in Christian world. Um, as if he was not God. Meaning that he was both fully. And yet when he operated in ministry and in life, whether it was resisting the temptations of the enemy or living life in the fruit of the Spirit or moving into the ministry uh, 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 that he uh, was sent to do, which is preaching, teaching, and healing. He did all of that through the uh, anointing without measure. So even though conceived um, of the Holy Ghost, did not step out to ministry before the uh, release of God and receiving in his humanity the anointing of God. It's very important that I take my time teaching on that. Why? Because our detractors of other religions say, well, that's foolish. You Christians believe that God became a man and then God died. God can't die. Well, is it because you don't understand? How can you understand what the house is like if you're looking at the house from across the corner? First, you got to be invited through the door. And then you can start examining the house. And God's house is a great house. You could get lost in God's house in a good way, discovering new things that are all good things if it's God's house. You can get lost. You understand what I'm talking about. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's like, where am I? It's a mansion. It's, it's, it's a palace. It's a great house. But once you are a child of God's house, then you understand the atmosphere of the house. Because individually we're a house, collectively we're the house. Does that make sense? And, and, and globally we're the house. So people that are not yet invited through the door, you understand the analogy. Who's the door? Shout it. Shout it again. So you can't get into the house unless you get in through the door. You try to come in through the window, you get hit in the throat. Yeah, because you're a thief. See, that's what he said, unless you enter through the door. 
that's an analogy. Allegoria. 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 Say that three times, you get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but they, but you say, well, well, how can you, this foolish God became a man and then God died? Well, nobody can kill God. No, you don't understand. He was fully man. So in his humanity, by the spilling of his blood, are you listening to me? By the giving of his body, by the, by the acceptance of the sufferings and, and the shame and the, and, 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 and the torture that he went through, he paid in full for you and I, according to Isaiah 53 and, and so many of the Psalms and so many of uh, 1 Peter 2.24. So when, when physically he died... And then physically, he was raised again from the dead for our justification. And he died, glory be to, being put to death in the flesh, he was quickened by the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, as the seed of David, but raised and declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Someone shout hallelujah. And so when the Lord rose from the dead and he began to appear to us and he began to talk to us and he began to teach us, he didn't only teach so many, uh, you know, like a few people. And we have a record of that. Um, and uh, it is recorded in the sacred scriptures in 1 Corinthians and chapter 15 by the great apostle Paul. Bless you. Are you there? How many brought a tangible Bible, hard copy? Wave at me. Amen. He's, he's going to get one. He loves the Lord. He loves the Word. Don't you love his teaching? I taught him everything he knows. You're not laughing, Reverend John. Are you smiling? Do you notice I didn't say everything I know? See, we're functioning on multiplicities of levels here. It's, a, it's not a school for the feeble. Um, verse, verse 3. 
1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 and verse 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Kephas, that's the Aramaic name for Simon or Peter. Then of the twelve, hit someone say the twelve. <laughs> After that, did, did you did everybody hit somebody? Yes. Don't lie, hit somebody, say the twelve. <laughs> After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. All together, all together, all together now shouted at once. So there's no room for doubt. There were 500 people running around the church in the first century that all could say, I was there. And 500 people, you had a mailing list, 500 people. There was 500 FCD people that you can, you can call. Of whom the greater part remains unto the present, but some are fallen asleep. So the majority of the 500 were still alive and testifying, preaching and telling about the resurrected Lord when the Apostle Paul was giving his epistle to the Corinthians. Now if we read the Corinthians... We can tell that it wasn't the first time that Paul wrote uh, uh, or that Paul was communicating with the Corinthians. We can see that Paul had been there before. He had birthed them in the Lord. He had come to them not with enticing words. He had ministered to them with demonstration of the spirit and of power. And he said, and I was among you in fear and in, 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 in trembling. Isn't that right? And I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he was talking about a personal visit with um, the oral decree or this, uh, the speech and the preaching. But now 1 Corinthians is the first letter that he wrote to them and he dealt with all of the issues that the church needed uh, in, you know, to be dealt with at that particular time. So this is after the Apostle Paul is sent from Antioch. This is after the Apostle Paul is called by God. This is after he's prophet and, and teacher among the Antiochian church, which we may look at in a, in a little bit. Isn't that correct? This is during missionary journeys, and this is now communicating. So we're talking about, you know, a certain amount of a couple of decades or so after, a minimum, after the ascension of Christ. Are you tracking? Yes. And you still have what? 
the majority of the 500 still alive. My, that's good stuff. After that, he was seen of James. Hit someone say, the Lord's brother. And I'll come back to James. He, that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Say those words. Say them again. Now, like an army, one more time. Didn't he say earlier he appeared to the twelve? So don't tell me there was only 12 apostles. When your Bible says after he appeared to the 12, he later on appeared to all the apostles. Jesus knew whom he was calling to be an apostle. The 70 were apostles sent and then others eyewitnesses were sent apostolically and Christ appeared to them and taught them. Very, very important. All the apostles. Now listen. Hit someone and say, this is fact. Now, daughter, is he writing to, is he writing to the Corinthians after he preached to the Corinthians? Well, of course he is. He tells them in the, in the beginning, he says, some of you say I'm of Paul. Some of you say I'm of Apollos. Some of you say I'm of Kephas. And some of you say I'm Christ. Is Christ divided? Did Paul, that's what he asked them. Did Paul die for you? Were you baptized in Paul's name? I thank my God that I only baptized so and so and so and so. Oh, and by the way, this other family. But aside from that, I don't know of anybody else that I baptized so that you won't say that you were baptized in Paul's name. And he said, who is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers that minister to you. I planted. Hit someone and say, Paul planted. Now this is, this is like barely in the second chapter. Hit someone. This is in the first chapter. I planted. This is in the third chapter. Hit somebody say, I planted. Apollos watered. Notice he defines the assignment. He defines that he was the one that planted the Corinthian church. God gave the increase. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to leave that to next week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so he, he, uh, he, he, he tells them, he tells them, now, um, let every, you know, I laid the foundation and another man builds thereon. You can read it later when you read through the whole epistle. And he says, but let everyone be careful how they build on that foundation for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ so notice he identifies himself as the chief apostle to the Corinthians in the sense that he planted that church now you say well Dr. Herfish why is that important because he planted the church before he wrote to it he planted the church with words of demonstration and of power 
so so you can plant the church with demonstration and the power but you can't grow the church unless you teach it the sacred scriptures by the same token you can have a church that have the sacred scriptures and does not believe in demonstration and the power and all they do all they do is own a book is there anybody here ready to rise up to another level in your divine call I love you. And uh, he was seen of James and of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. And so I want to stop there and just um, touch on uh, James. Because when we look at the book of Acts, and uh, it's the second treatise of um, Luke the physician. And uh, Luke... Uh, the the man of God that wrote uh, the gospel of Luke it said he wrote to Theophilus now some people think it you know it's just figuratively speaking or whatever other people believe it was a specific high ranking individual that was a believer that lived in Alexandria uh, North Africa well, he wrote the gospel of Luke, right? Um, I believe it was an individual. He delivered that book to an individual. It was customary for the church to deliver the letter to a trusted person. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, not everybody delivers mail. It has to be like a postman or a post lady right do they have post what do you call them a post person and um Anyway, he writes the second treatise to Theophilus and he says of all the things that Jesus both began to do and to say from the day that of his baptism to the day in which he was taken up. Let someone say, do and say. Do and say. Smack somebody, say do and say. Do and say. Notice Christ after his baptism stepped into saying and doing yes. never stopped saying and doing till the day he was taken up yes. okay so now we see 
there is a very interesting elaboration by uh, Luke. Um, you know, we can call him Luke the Evangelist, right? Or Luke the Physician. But how many believe he was an apostolic evangelist or an apostolic representative, whatever? You know, in every power in his life. <laughs> what was that word again? <laughs> but he, um, he, um, he records some of the happenings that took place in the body of Christ, the church. And when he, when we see the beginning chapters of the Acts of the Apostles, and now all of this is going to take place, the entire book of Acts is going to be records, inspired, living, irrefutable truth that will span from the 50th day or actually before from, from the time we were asking him will you restore the kingdom now but I won't go how many remember first chapter and he said it's not for you to know the times and the seasons but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you so, so from that it, it's spanning from then when he's walking with us on the road all the way through the upper room and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and then all the way through the miracle they get beautiful and then you go beyond that and you go to the arena in the beginning chapters where there is certain activity taking place uh, like giving and sowing and, and selling land and, and bringing and, and laying it at the apostles feet and you have uh, Kephas you know dealing with Ananias and Sapphira and, and things are happening how many remember and you have the shadow of Peter taking place and then uh, in other words God is doing special miracles how many remember that and um, you say well doc what does that have to do with anything because all of this is going to be written all the way through a book that does not end by, by, by a person that wrote it maybe around the, the 50s or at the latest the 60s I'm talking about just at the latest two to three decades after the ascension of Christ. That's some powerful stuff. How many think that's some powerful stuff? You said, Doc, where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. Because before that is finished, You've got God moving in Gentile regions. You've got the church of Jerusalem full of power. You've got Syria, Phoenicia, Jordan, and other Greeks coming from everywhere. You've got Jerusalem full of the power of God. you got, and they healed them, everyone. You've got Phoenicia touched with the power of God. you got all the way to Antioch, which would be present-day Turkey. And you have a church birthed in 32 A. That would become multicultural church made up of people from every shade and color that spoke both Arabic. 
Aramaic some and Greek others and Latin others and the body of Christ had prophets and teachers in them and 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 hit someone to say catch this is the church a family are we a spirit filled family then do you think in that little bit of time we did not know who all the apostles and those who are called to be apostles were or did we know by name are you listening to I'm I'm talking about the church not talking about every believer I'm talking about the church That's what Paul said. He appeared to how many? Five, over 500. And then how many apostles? All the apostles. All the what? He didn't say he appeared to all apostles. All apostles. We have no idea. Anybody can call themselves one. No, he said all the apostles. He said, he said, he said, you get around, you get around the seniors, you get around Kephas, you get around John, you get around James, the just, you, you get around Paul, you get, you get around others that are recognized in Jerusalem and in Antioch and in the ancient churches. They'll be able to give you a good list of who to listen to and who to shun because we all came in through the right door. We're still around at the right time. We're, my God, preaching the true gospel, walking in the power of the faith keeping the victory of the Lord believing in his resurrection and ascension walking in his power and in his presence operating his gifts and his mercy somebody lift your hands and shout hallelujah and first century faith founders you better get ready to get happy today don't you be afraid of the man of God given what is yours at FCD because we're taking it up we're taking it up we're taking it up because I sense that I get into some FCD borderline people are like pull back oh wait you got to talk to me about that private listen you're not ready for next week yet I'm going to get you ready my God hallelujah we're going up I need to stop James Um, Josephus The historian speaks about James. Early church writers speak about James. And you probably heard Reverend John touch a little bit about James. And you remember that he was one of the brothers of the Lord that said to him, go to the feast. Um, Nobody that does these things does them uh, uh, privately in secret. And, um, but remember, the scriptures clearly tell us that after the Lord ascend, arose, rather, many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Um, it is believed in, uh, historically that uh, James, the brother of the Lord, was um, a Nazarite. 
Now, not everything that, that uh, we sift through, we take and, and swallow, but it's very important to know he's raised according to religious customs. Now, why is that important? Because he would play a role in taking the liberty of the Apostle Paul. Does that make sense? And taking also the testimony of the Apostle Peter. How many remember Peter goes up to the house of Cornelius and he doesn't want to go there. Peter's on top of the roof at Simon the Tanner's house praying and he gets hungry but he falls out into a trance and he, he just like sees all this, these lobsters and shrimp and all these, these unclean animals that are listed in the law of Moses and, and they're, they're forbidden to the Jew. Are you listening to me? And they're coming down from heaven. And he, God says, arise, Peter, kill and eat. In other words, like kill it, cook it, eat it. And, and he is in a trance, but he's back talking God. Anybody been there? Out under the power saying, what am I doing down here? I should get up. Is this too much? Just want to talk to you about, about some things. Why? Because church was happening all over the world. And scripture was given by God. So that what was being preached and taught. Would be delivered and remain. And 2,000 years removed. Everything that was delivered to the saints safekeeping in the form of sacred scripture is undisputably the word of the living God. Come on somebody praise praise God forever. Come on praise the Lord forever. Come on praise the Lord. Come on. Lagoria, Lagoria, Lagoria. He says, not so, Lord, I've never, never eaten anything common or unclean. And God said, do not call common or unclean what I have cleansed. The original language said, do not pollute what I have cleansed. So that means whatever you call it. So when it gets in your hands, you say, what is this? You just called it down. When it gets in your hands, you say, this is this, multiplies. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, you know that happens to Doc. You know that happens to Doc. Some of you just wonder why I just minister like that. I can't go over, sometimes I can't go over a word, just one word in a verse without the thing, the, 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 the spirit of wisdom and revelation bringing that word so I don't know I don't understand I read that before I know that verse I don't understand that I don't understand that might as well just take that lunch from that boy just say what is this it's just common unclean do not contaminate what I've cleansed and this happened how many times 
How many times? Hit someone say, wake up, you need this. Hit someone say, wake up, you need this. Wake up, you need this. We have an IMI cup for you. It says, wake up, you need this. That way you can drink your coffee and read it too. Somebody shout hallelujah. Three times it happened and then while he laid there, you know, contemplating what this would mean, of course the Lord told him, the spirit, there are men that are here, arise, go with them, nothing doubting. And he got up and he did go with them uh, to see what uh, they went in the house, they stayed the night and then went to... um, Cornelius's house who Cornelius had seen a man or an angel and and the angel said to him your alms and your prayers have ascended before God for a memorial because Cornelius was a uh, was a uh, Gentile but but uh, he was a Gentile believer in a God, are you listening to me? So, uh, and he said, uh, "Send for Peter and uh, Simon." And he's living; he's he's staying with Simon the Tanner's house. He tells him the address and everything. And uh, you know the story. Peter comes, and while Peter yet spake, hit someone say he was talking. So the, the, the Acts of the Apostles was not written yet. So, so while he's preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word and they all began to speak in other tongues. And, um, and Peter said, all right, to the men that were with him. Now, who, you know, who withholds water that these would be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? How many of us here know the word of God enough to know Doc is quoting the word? Wave at me. Not making it up. You know what it says. If we turn to everything I'm quoting, we'll be here till tomorrow night. And we won't cover the entire material. Hallelujah. But this material will cover you today. And so when he got back to Jerusalem, didn't he? They said, we heard that you went in to people that were Gentiles and you ate with them. And he said, look, I, I was on the roof. I was, I was in the, I was in the, I was in the upper chamber. I, I was I was fasting and I was praying. You're talking about upon this rock I will build my church. Blessed art thou, Simon. And from the early days, it's like, okay, you got to explain yourself. And, you know, thank God he did. 
He said, look, and I saw this. And then when I went in and began to speak, they, they received the Holy Ghost. Are oh, you taking a picture of me? Huh? You could take a picture, but get, get the best side of me. Ready? <laughs> Come on, don't make me blurry now. You're all drunk and everything. Take a good picture. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm not going to look that good on that one. And uh, and uh, the the uh, he said he said they the while I was while I spake the Holy Spirit fell on them for I heard them or we heard them speak in other tongues um, and and um, and so they they received the Holy Ghost as well as we. So the Gentiles receive the same baptism of the Holy Spirit, fire and power, as the upper room did. And so remember, James was there, John was there, the beloved, and um, they rejoiced in the fact that the Lord had given um, the grace to the Gentiles. So uh, later on, uh, when the Apostle Paul would would come back from a missionary journey to answer to um, a certain sect of um, religious people. And you're talking about in the development stages of how to deal with cultures. How to take a culture that's different bring it into the kingdom and take a culture that also needs the same salvation and bring it into the kingdom and get them to cooperate and work together church is not easy you can get hurt in church Church, church takes work. But what is more worth work than something? you're eternally called to be part of. Come on. We're going to be in church forever and ever. Some people want to go to heaven. They don't know they're going to a permanent church. It's like... See, every day you wake up is Sunday. Actually, you don't even go to sleep. It's Sunday, Sunday's on the other side. Every day will be Sunday by and by.
But now there were certain people that were following Paul around, and they were saying, "No, no, no, no! You're giving these, you're making this real easy on these Gentiles. You're not circum- forcing them to be circumcised. You're not forcing them to to do all of these things." And um, and so they brought charges to um, against Paul in Jerusalem, and so Paul came with. Um, his delegation and converts, and he talked to the uh, same uh, ministers that had seen him, listen, had seen the grace of God that was upon him, and he said, and they have get, had given me the right hand of fellowship. Does that make sense? But now you're living in a world where news is transferable via either word of mouth or letter or whatever, and certain accusations were brought to the headquarters, and headquarters was not Springfield, Missouri at the time. It was... So he comes to uh, um, to Jerusalem, and it, when when they hear about what's happening among the Gentile believers, and then Simon, of course, remember he speaks up and he talks about his experience with Cornelius and Cornelius's household. Then the entire John the Beloved, James the Just, uh, Peter and all of the elders that were there went ahead and dealt with the council of Jerusalem that Reverend John didn't want to get into the other day. The council of Jerusalem said, all right. And they wrote a letter and sent it with Paul and his delegation. said, uh, to the effect, inasmuch as some have um, gone from us and uh, told you things that troubled you, that we gave no such commandment to. Then, and then it goes on to tell them that this is all we want you to do to continue where you are. I'm paraphrasing. Abstain from fornication. Abstain from idolatry. How many are glad you're not idolaters? Yeah. How many are glad you, that you're not fornicators, you say? And say, abstain from things offered to idols. Are you listening to me? And then abstain from blood. So don't drink blood. How many, how many know that that's good? Good advice. So, so they give a four-pronged path, four-lane highway 
that the Gentiles could walk in and accept Christ, accept the Lord by knowing he died for them. He bore their sins. His blood washes them. He was buried. He rose again bodily. He ascended to heaven. He poured out his spirit and he's coming back again. So they accept that. And when they believe that, they no longer worship any other God. They no longer live like the godless generation they were, their new creation. They, they have the light of God living in them. They're, they're born of God. Are you listening to me? They're, they're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Hallelujah. And said, and said things sacrificed to idols because they were things that were strangled instead of slain. And so the blood wasn't poured out of them. And so he's abstained from that and then also abstained from blood because the pagans um, had a, the practice of drinking blood. Now when Christ came, he had an antidote for the pagans. He said, here, take this wine. It's my blood. Glory to God. And, 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 and believers' faith was drinking blood by drinking wine. And he said, take this bread and eat. This is my body. And believers were eating body by eating bread because it was your faith eating and not your mind understanding. Somebody shout hallelujah today. blood of Christ that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So in that council, James rose up after hearing uh, Paul, after hearing um, uh, Peter, and, and after all of them coming together uh, in agreement to solve and resolve, and then they came up with the formula for the Gentiles. Is that important? Do we have it on record in the book of Acts? We know what he said, right? Do we have the letter that they sent them out with? We don't have the letter, but we know what was in the letter because we have the writings of Luke in the book of Acts. If this is not helping you, I don't know what will help you. Is that good? We don't have the letter, but, but they sent them out with a letter. Why? They, they went back to the Gentile world and they said, look, those people that are troubling you, that are trying to get you to get legalistic and fall out of the power and the mercy of God and lose the anointing of the Holy Ghost over your life because they're telling you salvation is not enough. The baptism with the Holy Ghost is not enough. And they eat this, don't eat that, do this, don't do that, and live all caught up in some kind of a knotted, a temporary thing. We didn't send them to trouble your faith. Now this is the most, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down here for a minute. This is the most unnatural thing. Can I explain it to you? Because James called the just was raised the Nazarite. He was observant of all of the things pertinent to the law. He knew Jesus. He related. He didn't believe in Christ. But we just read Christ appeared to him. Uh, yes. Someone said when the Lord appears to you. 
See, see, it's like, it's not like, hey, bro. It's like, oh. (laughs) Right? So the Apostle Paul is specific about, about that because he shows us that Of course, the Lord appearing to James did not only bring him into the saving knowledge, it brought him into a relationship with God. So James uh, wore linen, James had uh, long hair, James lived in Jerusalem and never left. Even, Even the other apostles were taken and martyred elsewhere, and James was there until he was taken to the pinnacle of the temple, thrown off of the temple, stoned after he fell from the temple, and then beat in the head with... Um, bat and, and then died. Are you listening? So the point is that he was the last person that should have given the consent for the Gentile churches to have certain liberties that are not really compromise. Are you, are you listening to me? But they're they're really contributionary to them. So he wasn't the only one. Paul, Kephas, and then the John, and then James, and all all of them wrote that letter, and that makes H for Harfush. Because we don't split I and I. We join. Are you listening to me? We unite. We we take we take, we, we we unite people into into the things of the truth. Does that make sense? We understand backgrounds and all that, but we also have a very specific Bible that tells us that how the theology was practiced without it being compromised. Does that make sense? Boy, this is powerful. Do you still love me? Yes. How much do you love me? So, did you learn anything out of that? Yes. So, you say, Doc, well, how did that help me? Well, it just showed us that prior to the New Testament being completed in written form, the church was living out the New Testament in preached and taught form by the abundant accessibility to living witnesses not only 500, not only 12, but all the apostles that were sent by the Lord himself to declare the truths, scripturally and doctrinally, revelatorily, right out of the Old Testament scriptures that pertain to the Lord our King. Isn't that powerful? That's, that's, that's very, very powerful. So, having said that, would you go with me, please? Because I, I have 
some articles and um, I have a lot of books and have a lot of material but some a little bit of teaching um, that we talk about how the church was birthed in the power of God we we, we see the church birthed um, with Catholicity someone would say universality what does that mean? That means in the in the body of Christ there was a knowledge of the mandate of the Great Commission. So although there was a hub in one city, uh, there was another sister church planted in another city and, and, and in another city. And they actually joined continents, literally, not only African, Asia. Asia Minor, isn't that right? We heard of the seven churches, didn't we? That was, that, was, that, was, that was given to us in the first century. So there's churches all over the world that had to have books written to them and sent to them. How many are glad you have the books? Yes. Lift your hands and shout, yes! yes. So, so, so there was a concept of go ye into... Shout that word. You're not shouting. Like an army. Go into all the world. That's what that means. And then there was an aspect of orthodoxy. And that is the Greek. It comes from ortho. It's, and, and doxing comes from teaching or, or glory. Are you Where the word doxa, you're called to... Uh, ver, ver, Glory. So it's not a denomination. It's pre-denominational. I'm talking about an attribute living in the heart of every believer that was inducted into the body of Christ. And we began to learn. And when we went to Sunday school or if we met on the Sabbath day, we went to Sabbath school, whatever. We were taught. You're a new creature. Uh, Your Savior died for you. He rose again from the dead to give you life. The Son of the living God, the seed of David, came for you. Now you're a new creature. And now you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be trained to serve where you're at. To to grow in the things of God. uh, To grow in the scriptures. To know the way of the Lord more more fully. And then when, when you're ordained and when you're released. And when you're sent, you're going to go knowing that the whole world is on limits. Nothing is off limits to the message because Christ Jesus, our Redeemer, before he ascended, declared that we should go to all nations and that this gospel would be preached as a witness to all nations. Glory be to God. And we're not going to, we're not going to pervert this gospel. We're going to preach the right glory, the right truth, the right word, the true way, not a way, but the way, the truth and the life. And the third element was apostolic evangelism. We're not just going to witness. We're going to witness the way the Lord did with the Samaritan woman. We're going to witness in a way where someone's here say, my God, the secrets of my heart are are made revealed. God must live in you. You you didn't come empty handed. You're You're not just blabbing your religion. You're carrying an anointing. You're carrying a savior. You're carrying evidence. You're carrying the power. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. Se pacatare le 
when the Lord visited us for four hours and rested upon me the same method that took me three years to validate with reference to the God man and the sacred secret are you listening to me and he visited on the holy lands and the Lord gave me the the method and the prescription with which the first of all he gave me the impartation so as a container I'm containing what I can hardly contain <laughs> hallelujah I'm like going God help me make these people uh, ready for what I'm carrying for them because because if the Lord tarries and we hit the next decade you are going to be aided by God if you will not go back if you will not be haphazard if you will choose to be spiritually militant God will take you up in your Christianity to a level of evidence and witness in this world that no previous generation had ever had the privilege to enter into because the Lord has reserved the best for now you are the chosen generation hallelujah And even now it's happening in us. Did I lose anything? <laughs> what is that? Huh? No. No, thank you. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and so apostolic evangelism. So one of the things we wrote how the church was infused with power. How many of us believe that? Yes. You shall receive power. Yes. And how the church, the body of Christ, took the power of that gospel to the ends of the earth in the first century. Now how could anyone in their right mind claim that they are a Christian and not know that, believe that, or read that in the sacred scriptures? Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, we didn't only carry it then, we're carrying it now. Shame on you. Shame on you. Don't be the enemy of God and think you're going to go get 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 headway. Don't be the enemy of God. The church was infused with power from the Holy Lands. And when we went out, 
demonstrating the power of God. Look with me at Acts 13. And and we're still carrying the power of God. But you know what? I don't blame anybody because it all depends on what seminary you went to. Or if you didn't, it depends on what church you go to. And if you allow yourself to just believe what people said about things, then you will not believe God. Because we already established that when truth is, when, when the news is what? Good news. Some people have a hard time believing it. You're learning anything out of this um, miracle school of the prophet today? Well, let's lift our hands and give God a great shout of thank you. And um, starting with verse one, now there was, now there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger. And Lucius of Serene and Menaean, which has been brought up with, with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Stop for a minute. I want you to look at me. Can you see how when the Lord came in his earthly ministry and began to call and make disciples... And he gave them authority. Can, can you see now how also when he rose from the dead, there was an establishing of an ordinational method that included fasting, prayer, and selection, and the laying on of hands. And can you see how that was happening even in the church at Jerusalem early on 
when the seven uh, chosen deacons, whom the great martyr Stephen was the first martyr of the church, who glowed with the transfiguration of God, and how Philip, the prototype of a apostolic evangelist who preached the gospel to Samaria and, and other all over the world, but also was translated bodily after leading the Ethiopian to the Lord and baptizing an Ethiopian eunuch. So the laying on of hands was practiced pre-New Testament script before the writing because now we're reading that it's being practiced in Antioch. Are you seeing this? So, so there is no way to say that we did not choose from among us those that either the Lord directed us by the Spirit to or the Holy Ghost said. But that laying on of hands into ordination has been practiced in the church effectively to transmit and impart the grace of God for another level, another measure of ministry from 2,000 years ago until now. It's powerful. It's powerful. I just might lay hands on people tonight. Where are we? All right. And they sent them away. So they being sent by the Holy Ghost departed to uh, notice they being sent by whom? We are what? Co-laborers together with God. Jesus, the Holy Ghost said, but then we fasted and prayed, laid hands on and sent them. So they were sent by the Holy Ghost. So notice there was no division between the Holy Ghost and the instruments he used. There was more of a unification and identification. Are you listening to me? You, you didn't just, uh, you know, um, anyway, I'm, I'm going to move on here. We're co-laborers together with God. So they were being they they were sent by the Holy Ghost and went to Seleucia and from thence or from there to Cyprus. How many of you know that little island there off of the Levant and just sailed off to Cyprus? And when they were um, um, when when they were at uh, uh, Samos, they uh, they uh, preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had also John to minister. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer. That's always fun. Ah, some sorcerer. Notice it names it, it names them Barnabas, Saul, John to minister, right? And the other guy is just a certain sorcerer. As another one of sorcerers. His name didn't even make the Bible so far. Certain sorcerer. And then it goes on to 
describe him. Now, it's very important to notice it describes his nationality and then it describes his name. So this event that is about to take place that will defeat this man's power will become word of mouth testimony that powers clashed and apostolic ordination won. Powers clashed but apostolic ordination won. This is going to spread. It's going to be preached about. It's going to be talked about. People are gathered. They're going to gather in home groups and talk about it. Before, before Luke writes it down, it's going to become a testimony because it's about to become doctrine and it's about to become a means for conversion to someone that was being withheld from receiving the word of the living God. Tell you, God is about to do some things in your life that are not recorded quite that way in the Word of God, but they will be recorded and testified about eternally because the very concept of the supernatural victory of God has already been declared. Oh, shout if you believe it! Shout if you believe it! Isn't that right? Amen. You may be seated. How many understood what I said? If you believe it, lift your right hand up and say, Woo! Anyway, and it, and it names him, names that he was a Jew, but it also names what kind of a sorcerer he was, that he was with the deputy of the country, Sergius uh, uh, Paulus, and, uh, uh, who was a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul, and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, because that was his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Withstood. Right? That's the opposite of stood with. Withstood them. So the this, you see, is the demonic opposition to divine uh, mandate. And how many of us can wave and say amen to the fact that you stepped out into your divine mandate and the enemy tried demonically to oppose you? Just wave at me. Amen. So, so, um, he, he uh, tried to withstand them. Then Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. 
That, that means like he stared him down. Now, why, why does the scripture say that? Listen, because whoever's living in the house is looking out the house. And, 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 and when, 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 when he's looking out the house and he's in the other house, he's going to come out the house because of who lives in this house. Come on, somebody. And uh, because the eyes are the windows of what? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, set his eyes on him. And said, oh, full of all subtlety and mischief. Child of the devil. Well, that's some hate speech right there. My God, that is some hate Child of the devil. That's not right. That's not nice. That's not Christian. Jesus wouldn't do that. Child of the devil, enemy of all righteousness, Lord Jesus, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, look, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and thou shalt be blind. Not seeing the sun for a season. See, Saul knows exactly how that feels. <laughs> right? Saul said, I know how to do blind. All right, I think I'll do blind. Uh, yeah, uh, what should I do? I'll do blind. That's what I'll do. I know how to do blind. Amen. Blind will get you. Amen. You'll be sitting there about praying. Oh, Lord, send somebody. I don't care if it's Ananias or whoever, anybody, that I may receive my sight. Not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness. How many know what a mist is? It's like words, words produce. Just a mist and a darkness fell on him. Personal blindness. Personal blindness, his own experience. And he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Listen to this verse 12. Then the deputy 
when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the shout it the doctrine of whom the doctrine of whom it wasn't the doctrine of Paul so it couldn't have died when Paul died it's the doctrine of the Lord who is the same yesterday today and forever jump up to your feet somebody Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.